All right. Welcome to the MindWorks podcast with Dre and Kev. Welcome back. Welcome back. Yes, sir. So today we're actually going to be talking about some interesting stuff. Uh, we're going to talk about like things that have to do with like fraud and stuff like that, because I feel like there has been a lot of things in the world that has been happening that might be causing like things to look very fraudulent. Right. And I know that a lot of, you know, as technology advances, so does fraudulent things. Right. I mean, just recently, I know like there has been videos going around of famous people talking and saying things that look like they're actually saying it, but they're really not. That's crazy. And, and it, it is, it's, it's crazy because it's like, what the, what, like. You seen the AI created pictures? Like they have a Trump AI created picture. Where he's oh, like yeah. getting arrested and shit. It's like, <laughs> it looks crazy. And it's all, it's completely AI created. No, yeah, I, I did see that, that picture, the AI. You know, I was actually on my Instagram one day and I saw that those pictures pop up. And I was with um, my partner and her friend, and I was telling her, like, look, they arrested Trump. They arrested Trump. (laughs) And then, like, they were like, what? And I showed them pictures, and they were like, oh, my God, it's real. Like, I can't believe that he's running away from the cops and stuff. And uh, later to find out, like, we read the caption, and it said these pictures are AI generated. Yep. So we really fell for it. They got us. Yeah. They're doing a lot of those AI generated things. It started off also with the pictures that you upload one picture, and then they make you, like, a superhero and all that. And then you got Chat GPT, which I think you we gotta talk about that a little bit. But but before we get to Chat GPT, let me tell you what else that they're making fraudulent also as well is music. Did you see oh, one of those I those those uh, memes where like Kanye West is on a Drake song and he's singing the exact words that Drake sings, but in his voice? It's crazy. So AI is actually generating people's voices on songs and shit like that. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw this one guy who did who was speaking. And while he was speaking, he sounded like a whole other artist. And he would just, like, go back and forth with his real voice. It was crazy. So the question here is that how does that how is that going to impact us psychologically? And how what is that going to do to our cognitive well-being, like our cognition? You know, so going back to what you talked about, about the whole chat GPT thing, chat GPT thing is crazy. Yeah. Like, I was on that, I was on ChatGPT and I was having like a conversation with this AI one night and I was sitting, you know, it was late at night. I was in my bed. I was bored. I was like looking at something online and it had to do with like, you know, gender and sexuality, of course, whatever of course. the case is. Of course, you know, cause I'm, <laughs> Hey, I'm teaching the course. What do you want me to do? <laughs> but basically like we're, we're, I was asking the AI, I was like, yo, what do you think about drag queens reading story time to kids? Mm. And the AI just responded like, you know, I can't really give opinion based information because I'm just using facts and stuff like that. But it said something along the lines like, um, you know, like it it kind of beat around the the question a little bit. Okay, didn't give me a direct answer saying it's bad or good. But one thing that it did say is like, you know, it it said it's important to promote inclusivity and things Mm -hmm. like that. And I was like, it's what the liberal. hell? It's a, yeah, it's a liberal machine. Whoever the creator is of ChatGPT, shut the hell up. It's sounds liberal. intersectional. Yeah, it sounds very, it sounds very intersectional. <laughs> Had to be like a, a, a liberal or something because this thing was talking about promoting inclusivity and like right. talking about, you know, having rights. People should have their rights and things like that. And I was just asking, then I went into more detailed questions and I asked it. So do you think that we should, that, pride flags should be a thing in elementary schools and it said um that although it can't give its you know biased information whatever it always gives that disclaimer which is really funny 
And then, then it goes on to say that like, it, you know, pride flags can help promote uh, inclusivity. It can help promote openness to people's sexuality and things like that. And then I was like, okay, so like I asked it. So then I was like, so is a pride flag political? And then it gave me all this information about, yes, a pride flag is political. It is a progressive pride flag. And it started out in 1970 and it was created by this person, this person, that person. And it started out in this way, this way, this way. And yes, it does symbolize political movements and progressivism. So I was like, okay, so should we hang political flags in classrooms? <laughs> and then the thing was like, yeah. so I'm having a whole back and forth conversation with the chat GPT yeah. and it's giving me all these liberal answers. Like, what is, what is that about? <laughs> like, it's like saying like, um, you know, and then it corrected. So I was like, oh yeah, you are actually correct. Like it is a political flag. So it probably oh. shouldn't be in a classroom. Da, 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 da. Oh, it so, so it went back and it learned. So it's and it says it says that to you like it, it apologizes and it says like I I am sorry like I, I am learning as I go and like oh. this stuff this type of stuff so it did learn like I I but I, but the initial programming is like a liberal that's crazy. approach like, it, like it's so interesting when you start like actually questioning it and challenging it, it, it it'll it'll say it'll admit it's wrong that's crazy my man Dre even schooling. Fucking AI, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, right, I was, man. I was, I was, I was really questioning. I'm like, wait, hold up. So like, Shit. you think that? So then, what you're saying? I was using deductive reasoning. I mean, right. deductive reasoning. What is that? Deductive reasoning is like basically goes to back to like the Socratic method. I think of like um, it goes back to the Socratic method of deductive reasoning. Like uh, number one, um, men are mortal, right? Uh, number two, Socrates is a man. And number three, Socrates is mortal, right? Okay. Bec because it, it's just a deductive reasoning yeah. approach. So yeah. it's meant to like, you know, so that's what I used, uh, you know, for this chat GPT thing. And it basically, you know, admitted that it was wrong, basically. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, in a, in a way, it's good, I guess, that it's kind of uh, learning, as learning and molding itself to kind of our society. But at the same time, it's just creepy as hell, man. Like, yeah. People were like writing essays and doing all sorts of stuff with chat GPT songs, like you said. Mm -hmm. And it's, man, it's 2022. So who's to say 2030? It's going to be a lot of more virtual stuff. Robots are going to have Robots. the chat GPT inside of them mm -hmm. and all these kind of emotions, too. You think they're going to learn emotions? Man? I, I, I don't feelings? doubt it. I don't they're doubt it. They're going to be hungry? Yeah. I really That's don't crazy. doubt it. It's, it's becoming, you know, the, and then it's becoming, so this goes to the idea of like fraud, right? Like right. back to the fraud, like these things, Sheesh. this technology is actually going to change the world. And we're, we're literally the guinea pigs once again yeah. in this process. Like it is going to change the world in many different ways. Like now, now we have something more advanced than Google basically. Crazy. And you could literally ask it to write you an essay on something and it will do it. And I'm not going to lie to you. I've actually been using it myself. <laughs> like I was, I had to write like a reference letter yeah. and I had to write a recommendation letter. So I just went on chat GPT and I was like, write a recommendation letter about this topic to this school for this student. And it just went, I didn't, I didn't give the student name obviously, right. but like I just said for a student and it just wrote the whole thing out, copied, pasted it. Boom. Here's a recommendation letter. And it was really written nice. Really? That is crazy. And like, and then I had a, you know, once again, write like a reference letter. And then I, I said, write a reference letter for this person for this reason. And then it just wrote it all out very nicely, spelled out everything and gave me the information. 
now that we are getting to a time period of that, I try to recognize what did I lose in that process of like the easiness of like getting these two papers written. Was it beneficial for me or was it not beneficial for me to use this sort of cheat code? In the short term, sounds like it was beneficial. In the long term, if you're talking about your psycholo- psychologically, I, shit, I don't know, man. My whole conspiracy delusional brain is just running as we're speaking with this and just how advanced AI can be. Hey, man, iRobot was a couple of years ago. We we're kind of old. That was like back in our generation, yeah. but it was a really interesting movie, man. Shout out to Will Smith, even with the smack. You know, he did a he did a great job in iRobot and we're getting closer and closer to that. Like what's what's going to be the point of humans if you can get robots to think and do the back end work of things? I'm telling you, man, things are going to be like way more like fraudulent. Like you're going to have like I mean, I'm just concerned because as a teacher. Right. I mean, if I'm over here, like I need you guys to write this essay on this topic. Literally, a student can just go on ChatGPT and right. write the essay on that topic. <laughs> right. That's crazy. Like, how is that going to affect people's lives? How is that going to affect education? How is that going to affect things? Like, we should talk about that. Mm. I think it's going to, we're going to be less and less, I don't want to say, like, real in a sense. Like, I feel like we're going to have less and less human-to-human interactions in the future. I think that most things will be digital, it'll be screens, it'll be holographics, it'll be robots, it'll, they're, they're already planting chips inside of people's brains. Hey, again, this is my like crazy conspiracy side to things, but a lot of these conspiracies will be coming true. So yeah. I think that slowly but surely, I don't know where we're going with this, but robots and AI and technologies are advancing at a really, really fast rate. I know Microsoft is investing billions of billions of dollars in it. Tesla's driving the self-driving cars and all sorts of things that, you know, we could only fathom 10, 15 years ago and they're actually becoming true. So. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, once again, it's going to this whole idea of like, so in the short term, basically it's good because you don't have to do the stress of writing the paper or writing the right. letter or whatever. But then in the long term, that's not going to allow you to learn how to like write a letter or how to know how to write a letter. Right. At some point, like, you know, as this AI develops, you know, it's, it's going to get smarter and smarter. Mm. And I even think like Elon Musk, you know, put out like, didn't, didn't they say something about like how they want to like stop advancing AI or something like I that? I heard that. I heard that on Twitter. I'm not quite sure what happened after that, but I mm. also heard that Bill Gates is investing more money into it. So. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I work with some clients like in the tech field and they're also talking about how like, you know, they're really advancing their AI production and things like that. Like, I think they're working on like glasses that actually have like all the all the stuff and like augmented reality and things like that is going to be the next thing in the future, supposedly. But um, the Google glasses didn't last too long. They had that for a little bit. But what was it like? It was the question. Like, was it even that, like, advanced? I don't think it, it was advanced. Yeah. I don't think it was advanced enough, and it wasn't convenient enough. Like, Probably just more of, like, a prototype model, like, probably. thing that was, yeah. Like, I mean, I, I, you know, ChatGPT, that's a prototype that's actually, like, doing a lot of work. And I think, like, they should definitely, like, I, like that's that thing is going to take the world by storm. I'm I mean, you. making songs sound like an artist, vocally artistically copyright that's fraud in its biggest 
thing. Like it's you can't get more fraudulent than that. Yeah, that's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. like you're gonna be able to like take a sample of someone's voice, and the yeah. AI is gonna be able to compute just that part of the sample and create the sound of that voice authentically. Right. Like just as authentic as it really does sound. And then you could just add the words and it will play the sound, the, you know, like the whole, mm. that's crazy. AI is getting crazy, man. AI is getting crazier. And I think that at the same time, you know, because humans want things to be a little bit easier, easier, more comfortable, more convenient. I think we're slowly just going into AI again, man. It's just, it's, it's my, my brain is just going there where it's like, you know, 2020, shut down you know now uh, if another if and when another shutdown happens Mm -hmm. we already got the ais don't really need the humans Mm -hmm. don't really need to heal them we already got the we already got the robots to do the job yeah i mean it's interesting because like you know in the i guess like in the world of like christianity and stuff fraud fraud is actually considered to be like one of the sins of like christianity is fraud fraud right like yeah like impersonation impersonation things like that um and it's interesting that that's like what's happening to the world so are we literally like going into hell with this type of technology is it you know making that happen like <laughs> scary thoughts it, i didn't think we were gonna take it there <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's, it's very it's interesting like it's considered a, a sin and then everyone's gonna yeah. be doing it you know what i mean like right. Like, you're not going to be able to avoid it, honestly. Like, you're going to be like, you know, for example, you're going to be a bank and you're going to want someone to write you, like, reference letters. And you want to make sure those reference letters are pretty solid because that's important when you're giving someone a loan or a mortgage or something. Mm -hmm. So if somebody could just literally write a reference letter through chat GPT and give it to the bank and just have the other person who was supposed to write the reference letter to sign it, who's really writing the reference letter then? That's Mm -hmm. fraud, right? Like. Yeah, like you're not, like, that's crazy. So then how do you stop that? Because it can have a detrimental impact on the world. I mean, just think about it. Even if, think about it. Even if like they're making like videos, AI videos of leaders saying certain things. Yeah. Imagine making videos of leaders saying certain things and doing certain things, how that's going to affect people's perceptions of those leaders and how is it going to make the world feel and what are we going to do like it's like let's say that trump thing was real yeah like that picture of trump running away from the police let's say that was real Let's say that was real i mean it already got a couple people i i kind of it looked kind of weird to me and Mm -hmm. then i it was instantly i saw the title said it was ai generated but it could have got me yeah and then how how would that change my perception of trump you know, does does it even like change my perception of Trump? Like seeing pictures and images like that in my head, in my brain of him running away from police. How's that like, you know what I mean? That What does yeah. that make me think like off the top of my head? Like it's crazy how that's that fraudulent stuff, how it's going to really affect your cognition and the way you see things. I think we can't do anything about it, to be <laughs> honest. Honestly, I'm telling you, this is where it's going to get into. It's going to get into psychological warfare. You're going to have all this AI technology saying a bunch of stuff through different leaders and different leaders are going to be like, I didn't say that. How are you going to know who the real leader is at some point? Yeah. It's like fucking Spider-Man in the multiverse, which Spider-Man is the real Spider-Man. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, so like, it's, it's crazy. I do not think that we can do anything about it. I think it's here to stay. And I think that it's only going to get worse. Now, what I do also think is that we do have control of something and that's our own selves. 
we have control of our body, our mind. And I think being able to stay sharp holistically is going to help us identify and combat AI in the future. To be completely honest, you got to tune in to the MindWorks podcast. Go back and listen to all, <laughs> you know, all the videos. But seriously, like, I think that the more you're able to be critical and, and a thinker and, uh, you know, put some effort into your brain, I think you're going to be better off here now into the future because part of it is dumb taking that away a little bit. So everything's just so easy and so pleasant. And, and food comes to you and Uber Eats and, you know, everything is, you don't have to struggle. We are a dying breed of thinkers. Um, once once the AI takes over, Damn. that is it. Like, there's no more thinking for anyone. You don't have to think. Like, why would you even? And then once again, yeah. you add the group think into the mix of all that. Everyone's going to be okay with it. Everyone's going to say, yeah, yeah, let the AI do right. all the work, all the thinking. Why do we have to do that? And then what's going to happen to humanity at that point? And I do even have a crazier, even crazier conspiracy theory where it's like, what if, what if the AI gets so advanced that we throw away all our technology because we as humans learn the problems that advanced AI can cause us? What if like one day our phones are like the robots that can write us any essay? I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't put a chat GPT chip in every iPhone so, like, when you just want to, instead of going to the website of ChatGPT, it's already in your phone. You could just ask your phone, hey, phone, write me this essay. I need this done by Thursday. Please write it and write it in a certain way. And your phone is just going to, bloop, there's your essay. And then it's like, what, what work are you really doing at that point? That's crazy. That's crazy to think of. Like, like and, then, and then when we get to that point and the phones are doing all the thinking for us, you're probably the world's probably going to notice a cognitive decline in people's ways of thinking to a point where it's going to dumb us down. We're not going to know how to think. We're just going to listen to the leaders. The AI is going to do the work. The leaders are going to say what to tell the AI to tell us to believe. And we're going to believe it because we're going to think the AI is the smartest thing. Then you're going to have a few people who are going to rebel against it and call them the rebellions or whatever. Star Wars, right? I think. And call them the rebellions and whatever, but they're going to rebel against this technology because it's just going to eat humanity alive. Bro. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt Jeez. it. Look, man, the way you made that sound is just straight goosebumps because it's already happening. It's already happening. I know you were talking in the future tense, but it's already in the present tense, man. We've seen... A lot of mental coercion and manipulation through social media and a lot of false things that globally group think people believe. And now people are changing their minds. Again, I go back to 2020. I'm one of I was one of and still am one of those rebellious spirits. You ain't going to put nothing in my body. And, you know, I'm going to do what I got to do. I was one of those guys and I still am. So. I think for them, and I was like that one percent, less than one percent. So I, it's already happening. It's already, it's already here. I mean, I think like the TikTok and the social media was just like a little bit of a test run for people. I mean, you had TikTok putting all this information in front of people's faces, thinking that there's only there's there's not there's no two genders, like that there's that gender is fluid and things could right. be non-binary, and people started to really believe it and run with it. Even full-grown college professors got influenced by that stuff. And, and still are. And still are. And, like, you see it all over the, all over the internet. But people want to be, like, consumed by this idea of progressiveness that, like, 
I'm doing the right thing because your phone is telling you you're doing the right thing, not yourself. Right. If you think that you're, if you think going against reality by saying that there are more than two genders and that's you being progressive, no, that's just you being influenced by TikTok and social media. <laughs> I just think laugh that because he always goes <laughs> to the two genders. Eh? Yeah, he always goes back to the two genders. No, nah, it's a because that's though. that's that's it's where it's starting. That's the start of it all. That's that's what's showing that the technology is yeah. ruining people's brains. Let me tell you. Hold up, I had a client, right? Like I had a client, and this guy like comes into my 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 practice saying, "Hey, I have gender identity confusion. Like I don't know what my gender is." And I'm over here presenting this guy with all these facts from research done by psychologists about the differences between two genders, right? And there are multiple differences in personality amongst genders. Like, there's a lot. And he was basically like, but I don't know what this has to do with me. Hmm. I'm like, bro, like, I'm, if you had anger issues, I would show you statistics on anger right. and stuff like that and facts about anger. Like, what do you mean? What does this have to do with you? You're coming to me with gender problems, and I'm trying to help you with that. <laughs> but he's maybe he's thinking like he's a special case outside of the statistics you were showing him. Probably, but like, it, at least it gives him some sort of norm to see like what statistics like are found mostly in men versus women. So at least yeah. you have an idea as to like what a woman is and what a man is. And, like, the different personality dispositions. So the different personality dispositions amongst men and women is that, you know, and this is statistically speaking. So remember, you got to use, like, a bell curve D statistic, which means, like, a standard deviation when you're comparing two different variables. Usually this is used in, like, quasi-experimental research studies when you're comparing variables to one another and the differences between those two variables. Mm -hmm. So, for example... If you have uh, two, if you have a man and a woman and you get like, let's say you get like 300 men and 300 women and you want to see which group of sex throws the fo- uh, a baseball far farther, mm-hmm. you're going to have yeah. more men throwing further than women. But yes, there will be outliers where there are some women that can throw further than most men and some men that can throw that can't throw as far as most women. Mm-hmm. So you're going to have those outliers. They exist. But the, the most important part is to see the difference within that, right? Like, what is the difference? And if there is a difference, that just proves that a binary between these two sexes exists. Mm, right. And they do. And this, this is something that's always evident in personality psychology and personality when it comes to sex and gender and personality. Mm-hmm. I like the word outliers. Um, and statistically speaking, also psychologically speaking, and when we talk about mental health and working with certain people, I feel like now, day and age, there's always an outlier, and the outlier does not want to take the facts of the common population. It's always a, the, the outlier, and the, and, and the outlier needs to be have a special case sometimes, or even all the times, um, and I think that's part of the issue. I think the reason for that is because I think people, some people are in, within their disposition are just more like rebellious. And, you know, it's interesting because I've talked with a lot of people about like topics of sexuality and things like that, especially like gay men. Yeah. And I realized a lot of gay men, like, I don't know, like tend to want to go against societal norms a lot of times, like mm. being more open, being more free, being anti against like heteronormative ways and things like that. Like a lot of, I realized that. And it's like kind of like a rebellious nature. Mm. Like, are you, are you gay or are you just like rebellious? Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. I I I I mean, I haven't really thought of it that way. No, it's, it's, it's like 
what I've noticed, like working with the LGBTQ population, yeah. I feel like it's more about like rebellion than like actual sexuality. Rebellion against the normative. Yeah, ways are, like the normative ways. Like, yeah, yeah, like I've I've noticed that like a lot of times that's what it is, and and you know statistically speaking, like gay LGBTQ population is the as a strong minority. There's only yeah. like in the United States, it's only like what three or four percent of the population. I, is yeah. LGBTQ? I know it's less than ten percent. Nice. Yeah, sure. it's like three to four percent of the population is LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sheesh, man, we, we we're running with that one. <laughs> we're running with that one. You got my brain going with that one. Yeah. So, like, I mean, you know, it's 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 like very interesting when you talk about like this idea of like rebellion and, and sexuality and stuff. So, going back to this whole idea, like, it, it's interesting the whole rebellious thing, but. Then what is real then is the question. Like what is what is going to be real? Like mm. fraud is something that is a very interesting thing and it's it's considered a sin and it's like not a good thing. I mean, you can only think of many reasons as to why fraud is not a good thing in, in the world. I mean, let's bring it to the DSM five. Let's bring it to the diagnostic statistical manual mental disorders. Inside the DSM five, there's a mental disorder called factitious disorder. And many of you may have known that as Murchison syndrome, mm. right? Murchison syndrome by proxy. But factitious disorder is basically when an individual fakes a disability or an illness or a sickness to get benefits from that. So basically, if you have like this sort of technology that you can use to fake your own work that you do, you know what I mean? Like, gotcha. it's interesting because factitious disorder affects an individual because it can affect their daily quality of living because they may be lying so much that they lose social relationships, like friends and things like that, because they know that, that person may be coming off as like a, either a freeloader or like a, you know, someone who's like faking their disabilities to get benefits and things like that. And you can't really call someone out like that because you're going to be like, I don't know. What do they call it? Disable phobic. <laughs> do they or do they know that they're lying and think, or is it like they believe it so much that physiologically, psychologically, they're actually feeling it and living it? Interesting question. I think it really depends case to case. Okay. I think some of them do really think that they really have that illness and it's really affecting them. But some people literally do it for the benefits of things. And as clinicians, it's hard to really, uh, divide that or right. find out which one is it is the differentiate two. the two because yeah. i i mean i i the brain is a powerful place yeah. and you know i think if as you reap you will sow as you sow you will reap one of the two mm -hmm. but what the things that we think come to our reality and i'm a big believer in that so i could see like someone telling themselves a lie like every day every day to the point where they actually believe it and i i've encountered people who are like constant liars and things and you can like feel like oh this person actually believes their lies and that's 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 a crazy thing to think of i didn't know about this part of the dsm that you know factitious disorder i know it was a disorder but i can see it yeah it's a disorder that and then there's Murchison by Murchison syndrome by proxy which is basically when the individual makes someone else appear sick and then they get benefits from that individual being sick and there's actually a few documentaries on people who have done that to others and like literally did it do it to their own children. What? Yeah, to get benefits. Like they'll make their child appear sick or have some sort of mental health condition or whatever yeah. the case is. And then they will get benefits from that from the government and things like that. 
So that's a disorder. Lying is a disorder. So lying is basically... Being a conniving liar is a disorder. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, lying could go into sociopathy, psychopathy, you know what I mean? Psychoticism. Like, some some people just are pathological liars. Yeah. And it's interesting. Like, those people who are pathological liars, obviously, lying every day to many people is going to affect your social relationships. It's going to affect your work life. And it may even affect your education. Sure. And this AI is just going to succumb to those people. Like, mm-hmm. here, lie on this silver platter where I can just give you the answers for everything, and you can give it to your teacher, and it's just going to feed into people's psychological lying mechanism. And that's a thing. So would the AI teach people how to lie? It already is. Mm-hmm. It already is. It's giving us the music, the voice. It's giving us the essays. It's crazy. You could be whatever you want to be. Yeah, you could be. Ain't, ain't that the American thing? You yeah, can be whoever you want to be and whatever you want to be. I mean, hey, if AI I wanna, is bringing it to you. If I want to be a woman, <laughs> I could be a woman. Yeah, you, could. <laughs> you could. Right now, you could walk out this door. You could be. Yeah, it. That's funny. No, but yeah. So there's a lot of that. So that's that's. So basically, just to clarify everything, that's factitious disorder, Murchison syndrome, Murchison syndrome by proxy. These are all disorders related to like fraudulent ways of being and being fraudulent and getting benefits for the fraud right and then there's also like people who do like credit card scams and things like that and then there's also people that like go on dates with people use them for their money and then leave them that's fraudulent that's fraudulent cat catfishing is that catfishing could be fraudulent too like catfishing there's a lot of of fraud in the world out there and that's yeah there's a lot of fraudulent instagram profiles yeah (laughs) With all these filters and everything. Oh, the filters. Don't even start with the filters. Like, even... You see how technology makes... It feeds into the sin of fraud? Mm. Like, basically, if you are an individual that's making a lot of money off of your edited and and, uh, filtered photos, you are sinning to some degree. That's fraudulent. You're using that probably to make more money off of other people. Because I know damn straight, those people that see your pictures on Instagram... Click on your OnlyFans, and then they watch your videos. You are basically, in some way, sinning. Yo, OnlyFans is crazy. That's a whole other conversation. So what do you think the solution... Because you, you, you mentioned sinning a lot. Do you yeah. think the solution is kind of going back to religious traditions, in some sense? I mean, or a moderate version? Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I just think people should be more mindful of how fraudulent they are, you know? I do believe that, like... <laughs> It sounds crazy, but I do feel like, I don't know, like, this is just my own theory and it sounds crazy, but, like, I think we, we've lived in hell, and I think here on earth, this is purgatory. Mm. And I think, like, you as, a, you as an individual, if you notice that you're sinning in any of these categories that we've talked about throughout this whole podcast, we've talked about limbo, we talked about lust, we talked about greed, we talked about anger, violence, heresy, now we're talking about fraud, mm-hmm. right? Like, if you know... All of this, like, if you know that you're doing any of these sins, you, you're not going to make it up to heaven. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> I'm fucked. <laughs> like, this is your purgatory. Like, you, you are living in purgatory right now. Like, this is purgatory. Like, I don't know. That's just what I think. I mean, when you look at it in a religious viewpoint. But I think, like, we're here, basically. Like, why are we here? Ask yourself that question. Like, why, why are we even here? Where the hell did, did this all start? How did this all start? Like, why Why am I living? Why am I here? That's a deep philosophical question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I could spend hours talking about it. I, I mean, have my own little belief. 
Yeah. Um, you know, I think that we're all here to learn a lesson. And some of our lessons are different than others. And wherever we were before this and wherever we're going after mm-hmm. is connected to what we're experiencing now. Yeah. And I, I think it's a test. Yeah, I do. I think life is a test. Ultimately, yeah. I think like at some point, you know, after your teenage years, when your brain is fully developed, that's when you sort of have this way of, um, you know, thinking. And now you can think for yourself. And I think God is testing you to make yourself the person that you feel you should be. You know, and I think that's what you should live at, but without harming others or without any of these sort of sins, you know, like it's there. It's written in the in the in the Bible. You know, all these sins. If you sin, you're gonna, you know, not do well. Probably, you know what I mean. Do you think certain group of, of people or something else is benefiting from us sinning? Like, I feel I personally feel that we're taking more and more away from you mentioned the bible we we're taking more and away, more away from those core traditions and principles mm-hmm. every day you know with this progressive movements more and more and i'm like someone at the other end is reaping a reward from us being lost in this space mm-hmm. i don't know maybe again that's just my conspiracy thinking but it's like you know there's good and there's evil there's positive and there's negative and there's both polars, are, I feel like, are always interchanging and flowing. Mm-hmm. And some, someone or something is benefiting when we are lost and we, when we just go to technology and dumbfounded mm-hmm. and, you know, feeling stress or anger or any of these emotions, greed, any of these emotions, I feel that we emote, right, energy in motion, and we're giving that energy to... The devil. The devil, I don't know. I think it's the actual devil, but I just think there's like a somebody's gaining something from this. Some negative, strong negative. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I think there's bigger meaning to life. I don't think we're just here to like, um, you know, live day by day and work day by day. I think there's like, you know, if you're struggling with something, I think when you show yourself that you can actually go against what you're struggling with, that's you literally pulling yourself out of hell. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just that's kind strong. of, it, it's just what I feel is how it works. You know, like I think like if you're struggling with something, let's say like you're a compulsive gambler mm. and then you're tested to come over this compulsive gambling problem you have. Once you, if you're able to do that, you pulled yourself out of hell. Now you're going to be able to go into the next life and, and live in a fruitful, better life. If you're struggling with infidelity issues and you work on that and you conquer that within yourself, you pulled yourself out of lust, out of the second circle of hell, and now you can go to, uh, you know, heaven or whatever the case is next in the next life. You know, I think, like, that's the test. Like, if you're struggling with something and you know what you're doing is wrong and you feel it kind of, like, almost, like, naturally. Like, you feel what you're doing wrong naturally. Like, you know, like, cheating is bad. You know that uh, hurting someone else is bad. You know, you know that being greedy is bad. You kind of know that being a fraud is bad you you know it's bad like naturally nobody had to teach you that you just know it naturally you know it through like the guilt or the shame that you feel from these sort of ways of being you know and i think you gotta like i don't know maybe we're even like talking about it in the wrong context and using like the word like god as like the or the bible or something maybe there's some other way to put it in a different context that would be more understandable but we haven't figured that out yet yeah you know what i mean it's 
not liking this video is bad. Not resharing. It. <laughs> not leaving your thoughts in the comment section is bad. There you go. You know, but seriously, I, you know, uh, man, it always goes back to technology and cell phones and screens as well. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it's so creepy. I don't know if you've experienced it, but at first it was like, all right, I'm searching something in one app. I opened the other app and it's there. I was like, all right, fine. My phone is connecting apps. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's like I'm just having a conversation. Like I would just be chilling here talking to Dre about coffee. And then all of a sudden I open up my IG and there's like Cafe Bustelo. <laughs> ad pops up. So I don't know what the connection is. I don't know how virtual reality and real reality are intertwining and mixing into each other. Again, I'm a big believer in conspiracies. Um, and I think part of it is for us to have less and less real connections, real conversations, real thoughts that are authentic and that are ours. Um, and more and more, I see that not only are people more and more afraid to speak, more and more afraid to have real social interactions, like social anxiety, I feel, especially after 2020, has increased tremendously. And I think that's part of part of the plan, man. I think that's part of the AI plan, making humans scared of each other, making ourselves, making us scared of our own skin. Really. Yeah, yeah I mean, we're getting divided further and further as more new and newer ideas come into play. But uh, one thing that I wanted to sort of touch on was this, you know, documentary called Mommy Dead and Dearest, which is basically based on what we're talking about with Muchay syndrome by proxy. Basically, this one girl, her name was Gypsy Rose, had a mom that basically made her appear sick and told her that she was sick to the point where this girl believed that she was actually sick. Mm. And then she believed this up until a certain age when she started realizing that I'm not a problem and that like she started realizing that like nothing is wrong, but started realizing this as she got older. So as she got older, she actually found out what her mother was doing to her and she ended up killing her mother. What? Yeah. It's a crazy documentary. It came out in like 2017. Very interesting documentary on Muchasin syndrome. And if you're interested in it, you go look it up. I think it's on HBO Max or something. And it's a very interesting documentary. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. No comments on that. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, you know, this is this is all about so today's episode was basically all about fraud, fraudulent stuff. Like we talked about how technology is emphasizing on this idea of fraud and making things more fake as we go right so once again just know if you're falling into the technology the technology and the fraud of the technology you may actually be sinning (laughs) (laughs) don't sin don't sin be a good be a good christian or be a good person and and I, i would say be more authentic to yourself Exactly. Right? Don't be so influenced on what you see on the screens because the screens are going to show and say a lot of things from now on into the future. Exactly. So go out into the real world, go put your foot in some grass, <laughs> go eat some fruits, you know, like really get in tune with mother nature and earth and spirit and keep yourself as much away from 
a lot of the technologies that are coming. And it's interesting to think that five to ten years from now, we get to rewatch this. Oh, man. We're going to be like, I told you, I told you, I told you. Right. And all the trolls in the comments are going to. Yeah, they're going to be like, wow. But, hey, man, I'm telling you, we made these predictions. So we're going to end it here for today. Stay tuned to our next episode and keep it real. Peace. Peace.